This episode of The Jake is brought to you by MVI Home Care. Our primary concern is your health and well-being. MVI is built on integrity, respect, communication, confidentiality, and teamwork. We are committed to providing comprehensive, high-quality home health, hospice, and infusion therapy services in a safe, responsible, and cost-effective manner. Our goals and yours are the same. Your care and well-being is our primary focus. And welcome back to the Jake Podcast, episode 19, the Bernie Kozar episode of Fan Favorite. Last couple weeks have been some pretty bad ones, you know, number 17, number number 12 was not fun, number 10 is never a good one, But and the single digits are, are plenty of bad ones, but number 19, as every Browns fan knows, is a fan favorite, Bernie Kozar, homegrown talent. Ended up going to the U, was in a couple of really good teams down there. Went supplemental draft to the Cleveland Browns. Wanted to go to the Browns. It was pretty crazy that he like stated that beforehand. Ended up leaving them to a couple AFC title games. Uh, always kind of was like the you know second best to either Jim Kelly or uh, John Elway at the time. But Bernie Kosar had a hell of a career and is still a Browns fan favorite. So episode 19, very excited. Very different episode coming on this week. Owen Stewart is back with us. Owen, welcome back, man. Happy to be here. Yeah, yeah, and we are going to cover this Game of Thrones finale. Um, If you remember, episode 12, Owen came on and we talked about our predictions for the season, right? Yes. Yeah, and uh, they were more or less wrong. I think it's the way, oh, <laughs> it's yeah. the way to put it. That's way I'd sum it up. Yeah, yeah. So um, <laughs> we're going to go through those predictions, see how we did. Um, but yeah, so uh, not not too great. Uh, we'll start off by, uh, by kind of saying, okay, we had a bunch of death predictions, right? And uh, your death predictions were as followed. You had Cersei, Jorah, and Peter Baelish. Run me through what happened there. <laughs> Cersei... Cersei's like the ultimate survive in advance. She's like, yep. she's almost like a good Duke team that's like not that good. Like, you know they're going to lose, but they're going to like somehow slip into the Elite Eight. Yeah, it's like Ohio push. State just couldn't give them mm-hmm. enough of a push. I gotcha. Yeah. They just keep making it to the next week somehow. Mm-hmm. Even when like, I don't know, she's got Zombie Mountain still. So yeah. That's a big one for her. Um, and and my, oh yeah, Jorah. Jorah was my favorite pick of yours <laughs> because he seemed like he was dead. Yeah, he's dead as a doornail. Your <laughs> words exactly were next up, Jorah Mormont, Grayscale gonna get him. Enough said. Make him a lock. And that yeah. was your those were your words from episode twelve. I felt really good about that. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I didn't know how well, no, I didn't know how he was gonna die. He was gonna die from Grayscale. But then Sam just Sam just went Sam kind of went a little Kyburn there, getting experimental. Yeah, I kind of wish they went into his experimenting a little bit more. It seemed like a little, a little more than the graphic plus. Well, no, not not like <laughs> the visual, just more of like it making it harder. Because uh, yeah. it seemed like he was like, "Yeah, here's this cream, and I'm just going to pull it off yeah. of you, and it's going to be really painful." Yeah. The only thing is, like that, I would have changed there is 
if Sam would have found out that like you need dragon glass to like peel it off or something. Yeah, I think that would have been a really cool yeah. wrinkle where it's like, yeah, that's why nobody cures yeah. from grayscale because nobody has dragon glass. Yeah. That would have been a nice touch. That would have been a, a yeah. little. I have a I have a couple little nice touches yeah. that I that I'd like to. Yeah, add. not that it's making or breaking, but it does mm-hmm. like it completes it a little. Yeah, it would. And Sam's all of a sudden like he's goodwill hunting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, out there, he's solving problems on math boards. <laughs> and and you had a prediction with Sam. We'll get to that in a minute. But your final death prediction. This one you got correct. Got Peter one. Baelish. Yeah, I got you one. got one. I got one. I felt good about that one the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Arya being there. Yeah. And then I got nervous for a number of weeks because I thought he was playing her like a fiddle. Yeah. And then I, I mean. I was nervous for a while as well. Uh, Baelish, you know, like, he, he has that reputation, the little yeah. finger, like the whisperer. Yeah. He's always kind of like climbing the ladder or whatever. And he was missing for a lot of the season too. The only times you saw him were in the shadows. Yeah. Um, and that's where he operates. He's a good gutter guy. That's his thing. And I get that. And that's how he operates. But. So, with my predictions, one of them went directly in line with yours. Now, I also had Cersei, who, you know, we thought would be dead, and she just found a way to survive in advance. You know, it's fine. And, um, like, I'm like, I get that. The one that reflects your Baelish one is Arya. I had Arya biting it, kind of, and at the end of the season, I was looking pretty good there. The switcheroo from, you know, that Sansa pulled, which I loved. I yeah. love that she did that in like that this. way. I loved her quote oh, yeah. of using the lone wolf dies, the pack survives. Yeah. That was the quote that I thought from the trailer yeah. was going to get Arya killed. I was like, oh, it's going to be one of those lone wolves. Yeah. Of, and, and it's definitely a Stark yeah. she's talking about. Arya's super lone wolf. Yeah, yeah. Arya is the lone wolf. I mean, they show Jon Snow all the yeah. time when they say things like that. But Arya was my prediction. Yeah. They did the switcher at the end, which I liked. It made my prediction wrong. It was a sweet move, and Arya got to uh, got to do the kill, which was great. Even yeah. though he's not on her list, which it, that kill mm-hmm. <laughs> you audibly guessed, and grabbed Serena's leg and made oh, her yeah. jump. Oh uh, yeah. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't even on the kill. So, it was just quick. So, so a little a, a little background when we're watching the finale. Uh, we're, we're in tight quarters, and I'm sitting right next to our friend Serena. Big, biggest audience we've ever had. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we had uh, five or six. Yeah. So um, I was sitting right next to Serena, and right when Sansa pulled the switcheroo and grabbed uh, and 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 looked right at Baelish, I I had like a big like yes moment, and I just like like hit her on the leg, and she uh, <laughs> almost like died of a panic attack. It was I was like I had to apologize like three or four times. I even texted her later. I was like, hey, really sorry about that. Like I just got really excited and. Uh, and and you were in my like my like elbow arm room, um, so that was that was a moment. Stay off the tracks when the, the trains go Ex- Exactly, yeah, I know. Like I'm, I, I have a reputation, so. Uh, but that was that was a great part of the episode. Was I was a big fan of it. Warranted. There were a lot of things this season that I would have cropped and and done differently, and yeah. I'm going to get to a, yeah. one of them, a big one in a second. But I would not have changed much of that whole Arya sequence. No, like, I really liked the last episode. Every yeah, scene of the last episode yeah. was really good. So for a while there, a lot of people weren't exactly loving the whole what was going on in Winterfell with the two yeah. Stark girls and Baelish. But I think the way they put a bow on it at the end, I really liked that. And yeah. I kind of forgave everything that went on yeah. before that. Like the three episodes before that, I was like, you know what, that's fine by me because I liked the way they ended it. Well, when you think about the last seven seasons, every, like... Mm-hmm. The Starks themselves were only together for like two episodes. Yeah. 
But meanwhile, everybody for the last seven seasons is like, oh, we got to get them Starks back together in Winterfell. Yeah. We didn't know what the hell they could do. Also, another thing is so this, this was one. this was like a completely conflict-empty uh, uh, season for Sansa. It was like the first time yeah, that she, she had know. gone through a whole season of not really dealing with she much crap. beaten or raped or threatened to be killed or, or anything. Or forced to be married to someone. Get to get killed. That's, That's true. That's true. But <laughs> in terms of what she's gone through in the first six yeah, seasons, that was nothing. she started this season as the Lady of Winterfell, and that never changed. She, she found, constantly she found some faces in a bag. That was like her low point. Yeah, she found out her sister's kind of weird. Uh, her brother's <laughs> super, super weird, weird. Super weird. <laughs> and uh, and she's gonna find out soon that her other brother's not even her brother. But <laughs> I feel like she's gonna be the next one to know. Ugh. That should be interesting. But um, but that's Tarly knows. Yeah, Tarly knows now. Now it's gonna spread like wildfire. Now that Tarly knows. But my final death prediction was Jamie. Now, I I had a couple different routes going with Jamie. I thought that Jamie, uh, that Arya would use his face to kill Cersei. That was a bit of an, like an out of the bag type uh, prediction for me. But uh, the one that I really liked that I said was he was going to go down in a blaze of glory, defending himself, like his honor, kind of fighting for what he believed in, and he almost did. Oh my gosh, at the end of episode four, when he grabbed that spear at, yeah. you know, in the loot train belt and was going after Daenerys, I was like, if this dragon burns him alive and, all, and the episode ends with just his golden hand sitting in a pile of a ash, I would have absolutely nailed that prediction. It would have been so great. It would have been a like. It would have been a good death for him too. Yeah. Because he's you know kind of had to come up from this like whole Kingslayer mm-hmm. reputation. If he died on the battlefield going after the queen that yeah. he's fighting, like that's a very selfless move. Yeah, and it fits with his motivations. Mm-hmm. Like we'll get to it, I'm sure. Yeah. But like some things this season didn't completely jive with what characters' motivations have been for seven years. That's true. The stuff I always like is, like, if Jamie went down like that, it fits with what his motivations are. Mm-hmm. Like, he's trying to he's trying to be a noble guy. It would have been a very like memorable, like, big-time death yeah, like that. Yeah, it would have been It wouldn't have been one of these cliffhanger good deaths. For yeah, good, good, for good for him, yeah. Yeah, for the character, I guess, yes. um, if you have to go. Because uh, there have been a lot of, like, off-screen deaths, which I don't like. Yeah. But um, that would have not... He's not going to die off-screen. No. He's going to be one where... And, hey, they almost did. Because after he was running towards her, and Bronn yeah. jumped him, and they went into the water, which apparently was a very deep very river, deep, which a lot of people river. were pissed about. And then he came up on the other side of the river, very far away, which yeah. it's like, okay, I understand. You know, a lot of people have their problems with that. But uh, I I didn't I didn't care about too much the like, one edit I would have done. People complain about that. Yeah. Are the book readers? And like I've read I read the first three. The books do that. It's yeah. like and we dove into the deep water. Yeah. No. The, and then like you read. Four, they pass like, time in the chapters, books. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, I popped up down a river. I'm all good. So, so like that happens. I and I get that. The one edit I would make in that scene and and here's what. And I think you're going to like this. What happens after that, right? He goes back to Cersei. Yeah. He talks. And then uh, Peter Dinklage, Tyrion, ends up getting smuggled into King's Landing yeah. and has a talk with him. I thought it would have been better if they were captured, right? They come up from the water. They're captured by the Dothraki, brought to Daenerys. And then Tyrion's bid to Daenerys was, we will send them back to King's Landing. Yeah. And they have their talk there at like Dragonstone or whatever. I thought that would have been a 
a more believable edit. Not a big difference, no. but I thought it would yeah. have been it something. It gets you to the same place. Yeah, it gets you to the same place in a yeah. little bit more of a believable yeah. fashion. Because, like, there were a lot of Dothraki. Lots. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. all around that lake. Yeah. No, I know. They so, they ended up on the right side of the river yeah. for people that were trying to get away. Yeah. So, yeah, like, things like that this mm-hmm. season... But again, I think that comes with the condensed episodes. Yeah, I try to let those but things go. I know. I try to. I. I. I don't care much about the timeline the type stuff because had those details. Yeah. And I think that's where it just takes a little bit of an adjustment watching. Yeah. It's not a huge thing. It's not. It didn't ruin my enjoyment at all. No. It's no. just. It subverted. Not subverted. It changed like, what the rhythm of this show was. Yeah, I get that. It. It did do a little bit of fanfare this year. They, it felt like for the first time in the series history, they were doing it for the fans. Yeah, yes. Um, kind of, actually, not the first time, because I felt like the resurrection of Jon Snow was a bit for the fans. Uh, it seemed like, you know, I was wondering, why does Davos care so much about bringing Jon Snow back to life? You know, mm-hmm. he, like, he, he seemed so committed well, to, you know, the black since, magic, which he had never been a fan of, and all of a sudden now he wants black that's magic. that's ever since they've gone off the books. Yeah, 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 no, it, and, and another thing that I pointed out, and not everyone it. agrees with me here, is ever since the books ended, and they've had to go off the books, Tyrion hasn't been the best character. I felt like George R. R. Martin wrote a great Tyrion, and yes. Weiss and Benioff have kind of scuffled a little bit for Tyrion. I, I think Tyrion's going to get real interesting going forward. So weird the that way that season ended, season where weird. he's just like staring at the door. I would have much rather that had been Jora, where he was like this, like Meow. like I'm I'm all bummed because like, like you know different You know that meme that's going around right now where there's like a girl walking away and a guy is staring at the girl and there's another girl looking at the guy like hey what the hell they use it for everything a great one a great one would have been Jon Snow walking away and Daenerys and uh, and. And Jorah right there. That, yeah. I thought that would have been a great little addition. But, um, yeah. So, that gift would have been would have been something else. <laughs> but, regardless. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe you with the whole Tyrion aspect. I, I don't know. What his motivations are. Well, he did have a long talk with Cersei off camera. I feel like that off camera part of the talk is going to come back. It's I really thought. important. Not that this matters. But. To go with the Jamie's going to kill Cersei theory, I really thought during that episode we were going to lose all the Lannisters. Wow. At one point. When Tyrion went in to talk to her, uh-huh. I thought she was going to kill him. And then that would be the push that Jamie needed to kill her. Mm, interesting. And then the mountain was just going to. Yeah, kill him. Peace <laughs> Jamie. I, 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 to be honest, I was a little surprised we didn't lose one of a big character. Let's say the three Lannisters and John Danny slash their like you know assistants. I don't think we really lost anyone that we know. We really didn't, unless you think Tormund or Beric are dead. I think they're gonna do a very convenient like, oh, they're staying on the part of the wall that's the. Yeah, I don't like the way that whole all went down. Yeah, um, I love the way the wall went down. Yeah, no, I don't like I don't like no how they left us in the wings there. Oh my gosh, that scene was awesome. That was cool. That was a prediction we did get right. We yes. thought the, the season would end down. with the wall coming down. Nailed it. Very much <laughs> nailed that. I know that was a bit of a popular one, but we did nail that. All right, so away from the deaths for a second, um, here are some other predictions we had. Now, uh, we had a Most Improved Player award. Uh, I was 
way wrong with my Dario Naharis pick. <laughs> uh, my so. most improved player was way out of left field. A guy not, who did not even not appear cast. this season. He was, he was not. And I was wrong. I, I, um, I thought, hey, he would win if he makes it over to Westeros. He did not. So my, my pick was like incomplete. Guy tore an ACL uh, before the season started. But your most improved was Olena. Now, that didn't really work out either. No. Um, you did have a lot going on with Elena. One of your she had a cool scene. She had a cool <laughs> scene. Her death was pretty satisfying. If you're her, like that's the way yeah. to go out. You basically just she was like real old anyway. She yeah. mic dropped her on her way out of this world. Yeah. You know, she mic dropped into a death. It's true. Um, the the one thing you did say though was step into the role that I thought you. <laughs> yeah, we predicted alliances. That's yes. the next thing. Yeah, uh, I predicted the Greyjoy uh, Cersei alliance, which yes. which was, was great. Good. Which was was good my alliance. big pick. Uh, before the season, I said, Euron's a bad guy, Cersei's a bad guy, they should team up, they should work together, yeah. and yeah. Uh, they did. And still are. Still are. It's still it's still a little like iffy what they are, but they're working together. Yeah. She has the Armada. I nailed that one. Mm. You did get the Olena tutelage of Daenerys. It didn't go they on that seen. long. It didn't go on that <laughs> I long. Did get one scene. Yeah, you got that yeah. one scene. She said, be the dragon, which yeah. really prompted Danny to do that. I mean, like, that <laughs> was, ever. you know, Jon Snow told her not to, Tyrion yeah. told her not to, Olena told her to, and she was a girl power, and, uh, <laughs> and dragoned up in episode four. Who won the world? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so you're, uh, so we did both, we were both right there. Now, MVP picks, uh, a little bit of a delay. We're watching the Ohio State-Indiana game. We can hear Brian Popper outside <laughs> yelling about things, and he's rooting for Indiana, obviously, and we're, we're about three plays behind on our TV. So, uh, so if you hear us breaking for whatever reason, it's because we hear our friends watching a football game that we're a couple plays behind on. Um, one of the things w we also predicted was uh, you gave a hustle award to Sam, and yeah. you nailed that one he because hustled. he got around. My man he, was grinding. Yeah, he was grinding. We saw right in the first episode. Uh, you said he would find a, um, maybe the Valerian Steel a way to make that. He didn't do that, but he did it. find the cure to grayscale, yeah. and he and you said he was going to find the right book, and yeah. he whether. What whatever you wanted that right book for, yeah, that doesn't matter. He found the Rhaegar and Lyanna mm -hmm. wedding scroll. Basically, well, that Gilly was the big was, one. Well, was, yeah, it was Gilly. Been writing shit on for years. Yeah, just pulls one out. Thank God she can read. Yeah, I was really hoping right after he freaked out at her, like after he had his big thing about like the shits and stuff like that. Uh, I I was really hoping that he, he would just be like. Can you repeat that princess name one more time? I, I thought that would be a really cool way to end that scene. Is Sam being like, hold the phone. What did you just say? Who got in Roman? I thought that would have been a really cool, funny way to end that. When you absolutely lose your cool and you're like, oh, wait, you're right. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, you know, it's like 457,000 ships. Which prince was that again? I thought that would have been so like funny. And then they just show Gilly like looking at him, and then they yeah. cut away to to Winterfell or something yeah. else. I thought that would have been really cool to be like, "Oh, Sam's about to find out," and then we'll um, we'll go from there. I actually really like Sam. I might be alone on this, but I like Sam's story this year. I actually, I, I've, I have grown to be a much bigger fan of Sam than I was in the past. Mainly because it's very straightforward what Sam was doing, yeah. and there wasn't much like. 
hidden crap there like well, there is in other places. Well, now, I know we talked about it mm-hmm. when he left Old Town. Yeah. Like, I think what his whole message, and what really a lot of the message of the show is, is, like, the old way of doing things are gone here. Like, you need to shift it up. So you don't need to be yeah. a maester. Yeah. Sam can just cut skin off and shoot pus everywhere and gross us out. <laughs> oh, God. He doesn't have to just, like, swipe shit for nine months to be able to learn how to do that. So maybe and I was alone. I might have been alone, but I thought that scene was really funny where they kept on cutting between That's, him, like, wiping the poop bowls, <laughs> pouring people's soup, yakking, like, stacking just, books. I thought that whole cut amazing. was so great. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Um Freshman about to join frats, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, like the haze. <laughs> that would have been so great if, like, the Macers had like Delta hats on or something. I thought that would have been so funny. <laughs> and you are flounder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so another prediction we talked about: what would be the most disappointing? You really nailed this one. You said the war, the Great War, would mm-hmm. would be really delayed till the next season. And outside of episode six, Beyond the Wall. You were absolutely right. Um, they did take down the wall at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, and, and there was, obviously, that episode where they had to go get a uh, one of the Army of the Dead, which uh, was a pretty stupid Still plan to begin plan. with. Yeah, really <laughs> dumb plan. But, um, but hey, it was their plan. It was executed. And uh, outside of losing a I dragon... they actually got one of them. Yeah, I... The other thing I don't like is they're kind of they weren't too transparent with like the whole oh you killed a, a um you killed a white and like all of them but one died I was like well that's slightly convenient, <laughs> that was, that was very convenient. Uh, I was like oh wow look you killed all of them but the one you need to kidnap perfect uh, anyway why like, was that one guy hanging with that crew though <laughs> yeah I know right like did he get like lost he was like oh guys I'm uh, I think we're going to the same place like, uh, a ranger <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I thought that was very interesting, um, and you did nail that whole, like, the, the the fact that the North was kind of boring. All the action happened south of that. Yeah, you were which, right there. That kind of happens in this show a lot. So like, I am action, a denier of that. Action. I think the Wall and, and Winterfell is always the most interesting because it's the most important. I think King's Landing yeah. is just a cover. Right. And Brendan has, has and told me this many big... times. He's like, the Wall sucks. I'm like, the Wall is so important. Yeah. Like, in the grand scheme of things, I think, I mean, that's one of the, probably one of the great parts about this show. Like, mm-hmm. people watch for a variety of reasons. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm just tuning in because, I mean, take this years ago. Yeah. I want to see what's Danny up to a Marine, and I'll sit through all the other shit. Like, right. from, I think from year to year, it kind of changes for me. Yeah, that's like, fair. There were years where I get, like, super into Arya's stuff. Like, when she showed up in Bravos, I was pumped. Yeah, and it took a while took to a while. actually be pumped yeah. about her. Yeah. But like, and then there's other years where the King's Landing stuff is awesome, mm-hmm. and then there's the years where they're beyond the wall, and that stuff's all great. So it kind of ebbs and flows. It's, it's, I get that. It's really unique in that way, though. I get that. Yeah, and I, I would agree. Um, okay, so my my disappointing pick, which I think I got this right, um, I said the Greyjoys, the brother sister combo yeah. of the Greyjoys, were going to be super it broke them up quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what happened was uh, I predicted. That they were both going to die at the hands actually, on Euron, um, which was close. <laughs> it was close. Mm-hmm. The one story nobody's ever tuned in for is a Theon Reek story. Oh <laughs> god! <laughs> you so did you, you? Yeah. So we were talking <laughs> about it, it was something else, but um. So if we're talking, all right. My Dark. disappointing pick. No, it's okay. 
my disappointing pick were the Greyjoys, right? I said that they would die at the hands of Euron. Yeah. Not quite. Uh, one was kidnapped. One turned into a little bit of a baby uh, and ran away. You're... But uh, that was my pick. I don't think I was way off on that. I, no. I, um, I, in terms of my prediction for disappointing, the Greyjoys were certainly disappointed. They did not follow through, and uh, I mean they were right up there with the Sand Snakes as a uh, you know, and and the Tyrells. Yeah. Like they're disappointed this year. The Greyjoys could benefit from two ten episode seasons because yeah. then you have time to develop Euron. You'd have more Euron Yara scenes where you're like, wow, this guy's yeah. really fucked up. Yeah, and if there's anything this show has shown, it would have been super fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they want him to be the big, big bad. Yeah, um, and it just would give that story more time. Because right now, I feel like when you look at all the people left, you're like, these people all make sense. Everybody's pretty much going in the same direction. Yeah, and then <laughs> fucking Theon's going back to to the Iron Iron Islands. Islands. Yeah. To go get Yar. Except so his story. Except she's doesn't... not going to be there because yeah. he's going to Essos. Maybe that's his big story. Because like, there's know. a reason. Everybody left. There's like, there's a reason they're here. Yeah. They're not just hanging around. Yeah. Which is why <laughs> with that, uh, when they were getting the the white, when, uh, what's his name? Shoot. I passionate. Barrett Dondarrion. Barrett Dondarrion. Like when he survived it, everyone mm-hmm. was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, because this guy for seasons has been like, there's a bigger purpose for me. There's a bigger purpose for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Which is why I also don't think he died at the wall. Yeah, I, I think that would be a, a, a bad cop-out if they're going to yeah. kill him there. I was you like, killed in the episode if, before. Exactly. That was my my thing was, if you're going to kill them on the wall, have Tormund die in that really slow mm-hmm. fashion like he was when he was getting pulled into the water and the hound saved him. How about just kill him right there if you were going to kill him? Because he didn't do anything until then. That was like an emotional part for people watching. I like thought I thought another way they could kill someone off that would be really interesting would be if Jorah or Beric like took the death for either Danny or John or a dragon oh, or something yeah. in the previous episode. I and thought that would, that would be a very meaningful death. I think it'd it be would a very fit with their characters. it would it would fit for the character and like let's say like the like Beric would be like I've seen this in the flames. I died for you. Yeah, if the Night King threw like the ice arrow at like the dragon slash Danny and like Jorah jumped in front and be like that is a good way for Jorah to go. That is such a like a great way. And instead, kind of all of the like sidekicks are still here. Yeah. You know, like, we lost Thoros of Mir. Yeah. That was, like, really it. Yeah. Um, I know we lost Baelish, but he was a bad guy. You know, yeah. like, our good guys, outside of there's one, there's one dragon, you did predict that. So we'll jump right into that. Yeah. The MVPs, you said, were the dragons, which I, I'd like to think they were the MVP this season. Yeah, they season. finally got to be weapons. Yeah, and you did say, you said, when you said the MVPs, that you would think that one would get lost. So you did kind of nail that. Yeah. Uh, which a lot of people were predicting, possibly yeah. an ice dragon. yeah. Now that's but, not exactly an ice dragon. Seeing, it's blue flame. Yeah, like we we I were. I kept calling it. No, we, well, I think because it was calling it an ice dragon. Well, the ice dragon is another story by George R. R. Martin, oh, which it, happened hundreds of years ago. That's why people were really excited to do the ice dragon. But that's not the same thing. This dragon, yeah. that the ice dragon was born like beyond white, the wall. This was just walker a white dragon. walker dragon. White walker dragon's a problem. Yeah, super. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, it's a super problem. Watching that thing fly around with holes in its wings. I hope like, they don't kill it. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, when those holes show up in the wings, like, this just happens. Frozen, I guess. Yeah, I guess, I guess a little, like, you know, like, a frostbite. Yeah, because they're not supposed to decay once they're turned. Yeah, well, I don't know. Um, 
But the uh, the other thing about the dragon is I really hope they don't kill it off in like a, a cheap way, like like they kill uh, the Night King and then all of the, all of them fall after that. Like I hate that. Like I want a war. Yeah, I mean, I don't Night want King. I don't want one spear to end it. I want a war. Yeah, to the end Night it. King's the Night King's kind of like whole playbook is like he's like he's Belichick. He's yeah. he's sitting in the back. He's letting some players out there. Probably not as talented as the players on the other team. Uh huh. But they fight for him. So the, and they can come back from the dead and massive head injuries. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the one of Wes Welker. So there are theories everywhere, right? There are theories on on literally every storyline in the show. My favorite theories to read about are always who is the who is the Night King? What is those his are purpose? Awesome those are always my favorite. To think that maybe Bran becomes the Night King is one of my favorites. Yeah. Or Jon Snow becomes the next Night King and like, d- like finds a peace between the two nations or whatever. Yeah. And then him and Danny end up having to be like they're like in love, but they don't end up together. And they are the Song of Ice and Fire. Like I think that would be really cool. Although you could play it that Jon himself is, is the Song of yeah. Ice and Fire, or that the two of them together are. Like they, they can go a lot of different routes right now. Yeah. With what that title is. Which it feels like there's no time left for them to tell this full story. I know, I know. I feel like I feel like next year's episodes are all gonna have to be an hour twenty. I feel like they're gonna need a couple of those 70, 80 minutes episodes. Yeah. There's only six episodes left of the show ever. There really isn't that much time considering how many people are still here. Yeah. Or my biggest fear is they're gonna have to kill people off at a rapid rate and they're not gonna give them their fair due of a send off. Or everyone's gonna Which, live, and it's gonna be kind of like a cop out. Yeah, I don't. Or that. the White Walkers just kill one. That would be something. You know what? That would be so like George R. R. Martin. That he's like, yeah, this land belongs to the White Walkers, and uh, you assholes just wasted the last eight years of your life. And I'd be like, I'd be like, God, he got me. And then, and then all those people that make fun of me for watching The Walking Dead, I'd be like. Now who's laughing? <laughs> we literally wa- are gonna watch The Walking. That's a spinoff. Yeah, The Walking Dead is a spinoff. That's what just happens is they just invade the, U- the United States. They go to Georgia. That's where they go next after after King's Landing. They go to Georgia. So yeah, so a pretty good, I think uh, overall we were way off on a lot of the predictions. But Very the fun. predictions, we did have some really nice theories that did pan out. Whether it was Greyjoy related, your Baelish thing was pretty good. We were around a lot of them. Yeah, around a lot of them. Now, Death's not so much. No, the death thing. Tough but year for deaths. Tough year for deaths. Uh, it was I wasn't going to pick the Tarleys. Yeah, I know exactly. Like they, they didn't really, uh, they didn't really develop yeah. Dick on Tarley like they were planning to. Oh, I kind of felt bad for him when he got killed. Yeah, no, I did oh, too. Dickon, you'd the be all right, the dude. episode before they they had him have like a little bit of a heroic moment. Yeah. They're building him up a little bit. I kind of liked what they're doing there. I thought Randall Tarley was like a really good character, yeah. and you could like really buy into everything he believed in and stuff. But yeah. you know what? At the end of the day, like they just they didn't. If they had more time, yeah. I think they would have had like three episodes to build up the Tarleys, and then when they killed him, yeah. it meant something, right? And people. So the <laughs> the characters we've just talked about, like, oh, if they had more time, we're like, they would have had three exclusive Tarly Greyjoy episodes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Would have been going ape shit. Yeah, people would have been losing well, their minds. They're so John Snow for ten minutes. I got twenty five <laughs> minutes of Theon Greyjoy dick on telling jokes about his dick. So there's plenty <laughs> of there are a lot of podcasts out there that cover the the Game of Thrones and. 
Uh, a lot of people like binge mode. Uh, a lot of people... I like uh, Cast of Kings, even though I really soured on them this year, because they got so negative. Yeah, they went very negative. They got, they, uh, it was to a point where I was like, you know, they really know their stuff. Mm-hmm. I wish they weren't always so negative. Like, they... My analogy was, like, they were in, they were taking a show that was an A- minus to an A and complaining why it wasn't an A+. Plus. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, guys, come on. There's only so many episodes of this left. They're yeah. like the, the LeBron haters. Yeah. Like, they're just hating yeah. because they're like, oh, but he's not Michael Jordan. It's yeah. like, you realize you're just comparing, Jordan. you're only comparing yes. to Michael Jordan. You're not comparing any other uh, player in the NBA to yeah. Michael Jordan. Yeah. You're only playing LeBron. So, uh, it, it just bothers me when people are nitpicking such small things and not yeah. really appreciating how much money. Well, I mean, they're the big time book readers then. Yeah, I know. But, like, I, know. I don't know. Binge Mode, they're both the book readers too. Yeah. And they have like a, they're kind of a goofy when it comes down to it, but they do the uh, the day, have a very positive spin. Which is and nice. at the end of the day, you got to look at it and say, listen, yes, we want them to have more episodes, but realistically, for whatever, like this, this was not a decision made just like, ah, uh, 13 more. Like, yeah. This was a decision made with reasoning by people who make these fucking decisions for a living. That's like, so true. Like, uh, you know what? I, there's I, a reason. I agree with you there. Um, Might okay. Be a lot of money. But yeah, that was one of my my favorite. Th- one of my favorite things this season was the dragon scenes. Now, uh, in the past, they had been criticized for not really. Okay, so let's go back to when she's in the fighting pits, right? Danny yes. and she gets rescued by Drogon, and she flies off on Drogon for the first time ever. People criticized the way it visually looked. Like they were like, "It looks fake. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. buying it." And then they responded with the Battle of the Bastards uh, pre-battle. Mm. They showed Danny basically taking over the slave cities and kicking ass. She killed the slavers. With the dragons. And those yeah. that scene was the first time I was like, the dragon scenes own this show. Yeah. And then this whole season, every time there was a dragon scene, it owned. Whether it was the dead dragon at the end of the year, whether it was them beyond the wall... But the really big one was obviously the loot train attack, yeah. which I saw the, I don't know if you saw this, the behind the, the, scenes. Behind the scenes of that was awesome. so cool. Like it was, <laughs> it was one of my favorite like 12 minute spans ever was they watching that behind the scenes. What do they have? 12 guys on fire at 20. once? They 20. They had 20 guys, guys 20 guys on fire at once and they had explosions and they had a 70 mile an hour <laughs> zip cam. Yeah. That was the crazy was one. Cool. The flying there. With the with the Dothraki riders who were standing on their horse, like the amount cool. of the amount that went into that one scene, I can yeah. watch that scene over and over and over and over again. It's great. my favorite scene in the show history. Yeah, especially because the point it came at too, it really like turned everything. Oh yeah, it was already a good episode going yeah. into that. Uh, we saw like Arya have her was little pretty good about himself. Jamie was feeling pretty good with Arya. Arya had a little, like, a sparring match with Brienne, which was mm. awesome. That scene was really cool. Mm. And it was Arya's return to Winterfell, which was a long-awaited thing. Yeah. it That was a really good episode, and then it just blew up with this whole, like, seeing yeah. the Lannister army, like, shake as the Dothraki were coming, and then Jaime was basically, like, like, or, oh, I'm sorry, Bronn was like, Jaime, get the fuck out of here. Like, we are about yeah. to get clobbered by this yeah. Dothraki boy. He thought he'd have a shot against the Dothraki and then when he saw the dragon, he's like... Yeah, and he was nah. like, this is going to be really tough. 
And that dragon, I mean... Not ideal. Think about it. The dragon could have did more damage if the if it didn't want to save the Dothraki. Yeah. Like, if the Dothraki held back and just let the dragon go in their ambush, mm. burn the hell out of the first row of men, and then be like, all right, cool, you guys clean up. Yeah. Like, then it would have been something. Yeah. Like, you know, it might have been helpful for no, Danny to... strategy's kind of lacking. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But she did kind of go off nobody's on her own. Ever, nobody in this generation has had aerial warfare, though. That's a good point. <laughs> but Danny did kind of go off. She went, like, she burned it all up. And she, you know, what she said to John was, I have fewer enemies today than I did yesterday. Which is true. Yeah. But she's trying to feed all these people in at Dragonstone. Little, those uh, those carts would have been really, really... <laughs> You know, yeah, important to a little that. short-sighted. A little short-sighted, but I get that she was doing a means to an end there. So, not not totally against that. Yeah. All right. So, it's going to be a while before we talk Game yeah. of Thrones again. Yeah. Uh, I think there's talk of it being delayed till 2019. Yeah. Is that, like, really true? I don't know. It kind of sounds like they're going that way. Yeah. It's leaked enough, or not, maybe not leaked, or it's rumored enough, and I've seen it in enough places where I'm like, man, they're really going to do this. Yeah, yeah, it, to a point where it's like everyone's time. kind of accepting it so that they're going to be like, all right, cool, we'll just do it now. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, it's really a pain in the ass. But, you know, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. The wait will so be worth it. It'll yes. it'll kind of be like, you know, waiting for the Browns to win a my, Super Bowl. My like big takeaway from this season will just be <laughs> Yeah. Is Samuel Tarley getting told that? It's <laughs> like, well, three on Raven now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. Don't know what that means. That's yeah. nice. <laughs> I thought. I thought. Ta- I thought Tarly was great was this year. Great I thought. I, I thought one of their biggest misses this year was the whole brand storyline because not the storyline, just brand the character, the history. like or just showing things. Just yeah, they really missed yeah. out. I wanted more flashbacks. Yeah. Um. I wanted maybe you know hey maybe there's, brand there's, messed with the Mad King maybe yeah. that's why that happened there's maybe that'll happen next year yeah. but and season six was. Not brand heavy, but every time you saw him, you saw something significant. Yeah. Now they did give him off season five, which is why they really yeah. included him in that. Yeah. But uh, but I know what you mean, and and the one big thing I had with Brand this year, the big problem was he ended last year. He was worried. He was scared. He didn't yeah. know what to do. He didn't want Uncle Benjamin to leave. He yeah. didn't want. He was scared that Hodor just died and Summer died and, yeah. and all these things happened. Yet he starts season seven. And he's this, like... Ice-cold killer. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? He's had such a character change yeah. in one episode's time. It he's, made it didn't make any sense to me. He's one of the... What was all the memes? Like, oh, my gosh. They're talking went, about him being, like, that kid that yeah, goes away for a semester. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, you study a semester at Barcelona. Like, like he's that kid. The food's so much better there. There's no preservatives. Yeah, I've, <laughs> I've seen everything. Like, oh, we get it. You took two philosophy classes last semester. I, I love those memes. I think they totally nailed it with that, with this whole brand that, that thing. That was really funny. Which was really funny. But at the same time, like, I wanted more out of... I wanted Brand to be a little more human. Yeah. He just... He, like, flipped a switch when he crossed the yeah. wall. And even the thing he showed us was something we knew happened. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they showed us the thing that we were like, all right, we're just waiting for visual confirmation. Yeah. Although, although I am excited now because it's like, all right, how are they going to deliver this? And like well, you know, I, John and Danny, they're doing it in that really creepy way because it's really weird that let in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they're they're uh, aunt and uh, aunt, aunt and nephew. Aunt no, and nephew. I, I get it. And quick hard cut to John Snow. I'm wondering how long. So there's six episodes. I'm wondering how mm-hmm. long 
it goes before they know, yeah. before they find out. And what's the reaction? Because think but, about it this way: you got the army of the dead is coming. Yeah, you're thinking the next spot is Winterfell. Yeah, they got to get through the gift. Where is John and Danny going? Where are they they're going, going right to, now? I think they make a little pit stop in Winterfell. They're going to rally the banners there, mm-hmm. and then ride north because that's really. I mean, aside from the Dothraki. So hopefully they get to Winterfell before the still... Army of the Dead does. Because if that dragon shows up there, what the hell are they going to do uh, against that army? They're, they... Yeah, that's a problem. They, I feel like Winterfell's going to be the like the battleground next, next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah. Because it's because not going to be mow... beyond the wall anymore. No, nah, they're going to mow through the gift. The wall is basically done. Yeah. Like, they broke that hole. Yeah. The, the All the wall storylines... Yeah. It's basically done now, so... You know, I was thinking with the wall. Law, like, if the humans and the living do win, law and order is just gone Yeah, in, in Westeros. Yeah. Like, it was always like, oh, you don't go to jail, you go to the wall. There's nobody beyond the wall anymore. Yeah, what exactly. What are they going to do with those people? They're going to be like, um, go fix the wall that's, that's real keeping... real bad people. <laughs> there are also a lot of good gifts afterwards. It was like... If Trump sees this episode, he's like, sad, I'll make the Night King build the next wall. He's going to pay for it, too. I'm like, oh, my God, that is so funny. That was really great. I thought those were pretty good. Oh, man. But I'm, I'm, I'm a little bummed. I, I, I love the season. Yeah. I, I hate that it was only seven episodes and that there's only six left now. I think we're going to be really lacking for quite, yeah. quite some time. I think at the end, when it's all said and done, if you look at... How season seven and eight that's coming, I think that'll almost be looked at as more of like a seven A, seven B. Yeah, what these episodes felt like. Yeah, it did feel like, and what Brendan said was a mid-season finale. Yeah. It did certainly feel like that because it didn't end with anyone sitting on the throne. No, right? It, we it know ended where we're with, going. Yeah, we know where we're going. It's going to continue really quickly right from there. It's not like it's. I, I feel yeah. you. I feel like it's definitely a seven A, seven B type situation. With, we're not going to do predictions. We're not going to, yeah, we're not going to do predictions. We'll wait on yeah. that. We'll wait till it actually comes back. Give us we'll a chance to rewatch every yeah, episode. Give, then I think I'm going to watch all I, 66 I epi- 67 episodes before that comes back. I'm, I'm excited to do that again. But, um, yeah, I love this season. I know a lot of people were criticizing it, but I thought it was great. Love uh, nitpicking. Nitpicking, yeah. exactly. But, Owen, I want to thank you for coming on to the episode again. You've been. Pleasure. A great co-host every time you're on. Absolute pleasure. All right, man. Have a good one. <laughs> I do, see. All right. Well, we'll thank Owen Stewart for coming on, doing a Game of Thrones podcast with us this week. Uh, the review was, was awesome, really in-depth. Love having Owen on. Uh, the preview this year was great with him, and uh, who knows, a year and a half from now, have him back on and talk Game of Thrones again. But uh, other things to talk about this week, we had college football season is starting tonight. Right now, watching Ohio State Indiana, and it is not really going my way right now as an Ohio State fan. They're uh, making a lot of plays, but it's like they're still down one. But I. Uh, not going to worry about watching the whole game and commenting the whole game for you guys. Do want to go with a bit of a preview, though. I uh, I think the top four, the playoff this year, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, I think Ohio State is going to win the Big Ten. 
and make, make a playoff spot. I think Alabama obviously will get in a playoff spot. I think Florida State will win the ACC and get the third playoff spot. The fourth one will be really interesting. Uh, you know, the uh, the Pac-12 and the Big 12, I think, will fight it and duke it out for it. I, I still think the Big 12 needs that championship game. So unless they're going to have a team run the table, you know, like Oklahoma's really good. They're always going to be pretty good. Oklahoma State actually looks pretty good this year. Um I do think it's going to go to sub, uh, the winner of the Pac-12. I don't know exactly who that's going to be just yet. I really like all the quarterbacks out there. I like Jake Browning. Uh, I love Sam Darnold. And I think there's some pretty good quarterback play to be had. But uh, just for the argument's sake, I'll give the final spot to I'll give it to USC. And I'll say that uh, the Trojans win the Pac-12 South end up winning the Pac-12 and, and get that fourth spot. I don't think they'll go unscathed, though. I think they'll get a couple losses, but I just like the way that they've played. And I know that, boy, those are kind of scratch picks, aren't they? The preseason top four. Oh, shit. I didn't realize I just picked the top four like that. But I, that's how I feel. Um, I think the one team that can blow that up is Oklahoma, right? Uh, I know there's a, maybe Wisconsin or Penn State can win the Big Ten, but I'm, I'm – an Ohio State guy, I'm going to pick Ohio State there. I don't think anyone can knock off Alabama in the SEC. I think the SEC is good, but outside of them at number one, Alabama, there's really no one else in the top ten. So I'm going to roll with the Alabama. And I don't think Clemson's the same team. I think uh, Florida State is, uh, is, is going to be better than them this year. I think Clemson's lost a lot of talent. So, uh, so yeah, they're, they're the pick for me. And, but the Pac-12 should be really interesting, and I love college football. I mean, it's my it's my go-to. Everyone asks me, like, what's your favorite team, what's your favorite sport, all that. It's College football is always my favorite sport. If I had to give up everything else, all other sports but one, I would keep college football because I love Saturdays in the fall, make some chili with Dad, watch, like, the Ohio State in the noon games, watch Notre Dame at 3, 3.30. You always have some good night games on. It's just like it's it's just a full day of watching football. It's my thing to do. Uh, if you can get to like the gym early in the morning, it just makes you feel that much better the whole day because you're like, yeah, now I can justify sitting on my ass all day. So I'm a big fan of that. Um, but it's it's always my thing. I mean, maybe it's because the Browns have been so bad for most of my life that I you know they I'm willing to just give up the NFL because I watch the NFL and I get like frustrated because they're always playing for penalties. Like you know they're. they're bitching and moaning, the rules are always changing, and it just, it, there's so much more passion to, in my opinion, watching college football. And I'm not knocking the NFL, I'm just saying, you know, when I'm comparing the two, I'd much rather have college football where everyone resets every four years, you know, you have a completely different, you know, every three years you have a completely different group of guys. It's, it, it, I think it's, you know, it, it's, it's just so different. So, I'm a big fan of college football, I'm excited for this season. I think it should be a, a lot of fun, and uh, I'm go I'm going to a Notre Dame game. Uh, I plan on going to a Rutgers game and a Princeton game this fall. Plan on getting a lot a lot of good ones in. So excited for that. Now, with the NFL season, hopefully we'll get Zach Flaherty on next week, and we'll do the full NFL preview right before the season starts. Uh, we had our fantasy draft with the guys, and uh, I like my team. I don't uh, I don't love it. But I, I did stick to the plan, and I think uh, as long as the players I picked to break out, break out, then then I'm gonna be happy. 
especially if Zeke Elliott might not be suspended now. The NFL investigator, the big news, the hot news of the week, uh, you know, is that the NFL investigator suggested no suspension for Zeke Elliott. So if that comes through, you get a full full season of Zeke Elliott. I have him and Isaiah Crow. I think it's a great running back combo that I'm, I'm really excited about. And then Philip Rivers is my quarterback, which isn't really that high up. But DeAndre Hopkins, Demarius Thomas, Martavis Bryant, Stephon Diggs, Pierre Garçon as my receivers. And Travis Kelsey as a tight end. I'm, I'm overlooking Kelsey. I keep on looking at, oh, what I don't have at wide receiver. I have a lot of even guys, but we'll see. Uh, but Travis Kelsey is going to really help me out. Uh, but that's just fantasy for I have another draft coming on Saturday where I'm drafting for a friend of mine and I'm going to help him win his league because I would love to talk so much crap to all those guys that are in that league. Um, and then I got another one on Sunday with my Spring Lake buddies. So this is a big, and I got my family one coming up. It's got to be one of the first couple of days of next week. So uh, big, uh, big fantasy football weekend this Labor Day weekend. It's going to be a bit of a stormy one, so got to find some things to do because we got uh, the hurricane coming up here. Uh, I, I think it's you know going to be very died down by the time it gets up here. It's not going to be anywhere near you know the tragic you know problems that you've been having in Louisiana and Texas. But uh, we are going to be getting the rain this weekend. We're going to see the end of that, and uh, yeah, should be uh, you know an interesting Labor Day weekend. Get the last Parker House visit of the year. Because I'm not going to be here next week. I'll be going to the Browns home opener. Uh, I'll be going out with uh, a couple of my cousins in Cleveland. Really excited for that. I've never like gone out in Cleveland before uh, outside of uh, my cousin's wedding. And that wasn't really out. That was just after a wedding type thing. So this should be really fun with my cousin Adele and her boyfriend Nick and whoever else is around. So really excited for that. So my next segment is a new one. Uh, we're going to change it up a little bit this year. But, or this week, but my next segment we're calling uh, Jake News. A little play on fake news, which is uh, everyone's favorite topic right now. Uh, but Jake News is the opposite of fake news. It's the realest thing out there, and it's definitely the hurricane right now. You know, you got Hurricane Harvey is really taking it to Texas, and uh, if you have the chance, you know, donate, uh, you know, to the Red Cross aid. You know, you can easily text. Uh, I don't know the exact number. Uh, I'll post it on the post, and uh, and you know, get get yourself to donating. It's really easy to just text donate. Yeah, I I saw some people on Twitter. You know, Jay Bruce of the Indians is uh, raising a lot of money. I saw. Um, oh gosh, I'm gonna forget which basketball player it was, but um, he was literally took his truck around trying to help people down there, and. Uh, and even J.J. Watt, this was something else, J.J. Watt is closing in on like $10 million donated, uh, or just his organization, not him alone, but uh, raised money through J.J. Watt, which is really impressive. So if you have a chance, look at what J.J. Watt's doing on Twitter and donate through his organization. He plays football for the Houston Texans. He's doing a really great job down there. And he, it's funny because, you know, J.J. Watt often gets criticized for being that, like, rah-rah guy and all about being the face and stuff like that. And a lot of people think he's a bit of a phony. But this is, like, the, like the least phony thing anyone could ever do. He's raising money. He's putting it up right now for this effort to, to get, you know, to, to improve the situation and donate and everything like that. It's really, it's really something else. It's, 
know, something that Houston should be like proud of is like this guy just takes on the uh, the community like that. Um, so yeah, that's this week in Jake News. We got another one this uh, another new segment this week. We're going with uh, Hot Jakes. You know, my my recent hot takes on what's going on this year. I uh, don't really have a hot Jake for you that's scolding hot. You know, so on this level of of Jakeness, it's uh, it's it's a bit tame. Yeah. So this week's hot Jake goes out to AJ. All right. Got a lot of people my age, and some people will hardcore agree, hardcore disagree. Whether it's you know age, I'm gonna put this to the age like 26 to 33, 34 years old, and I, you know everyone likes to complain about oh we're we're getting a little too old to be doing this and stuff. And and my hot Jake this week is no you're not like you only have one life to live you only get one chance at everything just because you're 28 29 years old doesn't mean you can be you have to stop going to certain bars on friday nights uh, i get it if you're not interested in the places or or whatever that situation may be i get it if you're you're get old with it or if you're like not getting old with it if you're over it but to use your age as an excuse is stupid like if like it's one thing if you have kids and if you have things to get to and stuff, but if you don't really have a lot of responsibilities and you're still the same person you were three years ago, like why not go have some fun on the weekend? Do it responsibly and just go from there. Like no one's, you know, no one's, you know, forcing you into anything. Just you know, go have some fun with people. I don't understand why people have to use their age and oh, I'm approaching thirty. I can't be going out to the park house. I don't, I don't get that. I don't see that. Like, if, uh, if, you know, if you feel uncomfortable when you're there, that's one thing. But to just use it as, like, a, now nah, we're too old for that, like, screw you. No, we're not. So that's my hot Jake of the week. A uh, little trial run on, on that uh, segment. Uh, really uh, going to give it uh, probably more of a research next week. But my cousin Derek, uh, cousin Derek, uh, told me, you know, hey, this would be a good idea for the segment. So he came up with the hot Jakes and uh, and Jake News. So really excited to kind of change that and uh, add it going forward. So so we, we got more segments. Uh, no movie review this week. Uh, not really going to do a big Cleveland review except, uh, you know, mentioning that the Indians are on fire, won seven in a row, had a really great August, and they're now just three back to Houston. Uh, the Cavaliers completed the Kyrie Irving trade, which is a real bummer. Uh, to see him go, I, com- I commented plenty on Kyrie last week, uh, but that's you know I, I don't really want to talk about basketball all that much in the off season. I, it's my least favorite of the sports. Um, with the Browns, they had a hell of a preseason. They're looking to go four and zero. They're up nineteen nothing right now, and uh, as long as everyone stays healthy, you know it's I know it's just preseason. I know it's a lot of backups playing, but I think the Browns are really building it the right way right now and I'm really excited to see what can happen going forward uh, so excited for the Browns future even if this is just preseason ball it's really exciting to see them one move they did make though and I'm not talking about releasing Cam Irving who was very ineffective for years for the Browns uh, it's Joe Hayden being released uh, you know, he's not the same player he used to be all Browns fans know this when they released him they Weren't all that sad to see him release. They said, well, it's too bad we couldn't trade him and get some picks. But no one was really sad because they know he's the fourth best cornerback on the team. 
you know, Jason McCourty is better than him right now. Bram Body Calhoun might be the best corner on the team. And Jamar Taylor, who had a phenomenal year last year, they just signed to an extension, and they are planning on building around Taylor and Calhoun being the outside corners. So uh, from a playing standpoint, I understand releasing Hayden. Uh, he signed really quickly for a pretty nice deal with Pittsburgh, which was a real bummer to see him go to the one team you don't, you know, Browns fans don't want to see him go to. But I'm not scared of him. Week one, you know, if he's playing and he's out there, I'm going to want to see Corey Coleman run a couple sluggo routes, Kaiser pump fake, and see if you can beat him deep because you're going to need safety help for Joe Hayden. He's he's not the same player. I love his passion. I think he's one of my favorite off-field football players of all time. I mean, I, that's not saying uh, – that that goes without saying. If you know much of Joe Hayden, the one thing you know is the guy is the NFL's ambassador for the Special Olympics, which in, in my eyes is like as good as it can get because I, I work with Challenge Youth Sports. So, you know, Joe Hayden is, is like a hero in my eyes in that regards. And, uh, and he's always just taking plenty of time to sign autographs, uh, to, to just take pictures, give hugs, do whatever. He is the most engaging player I've ever seen. It's it, he's I'm going to miss him a lot for that. I don't want to root. I'm not going to root for the Steelers. I don't want to root for him on the Steelers, but I still wish him good luck. I don't really know how that works, but um, I was really hoping he'll go to a place in the NFC, like go to the Saints where you could just root for him and, 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 and become kind of like a mini Saints fan. But nope, goes to Pittsburgh, our arch rival. And uh, that should be interesting to see how he plays there. I, I think he's going to be, at times, people are going to look at him as, hey, look, Joe Hayden, you know, Steelers got a number one quarterback. And other times you're going to realize, oh, Joe Hayden just missed the last four weeks because he tweaked to him. You know, and oh, he comes back from injury and he's a liability. So he's not the same player, but he is he's quite a uh, quite a person. So I wish Joe Hayden the best of luck because he's a pretty great guy. That's my Cleveland update for the week. Uh, but we have September 1st is rolling in tomorrow. Got a big month with uh, a bachelor party for Chris Heine in Las Vegas. I uh, got the Browns home opener in Cleveland in a week. I got Labor Day this upcoming week. This past weekend, did a bachelor party for my, my one of my best friends, Tom Scotto. Uh, we went right to the house in the Poconos and had an absolute blast. I, I just, it, it was just, it was like the perfect little bachelor party because we didn't do much. But we got to hang out with each other. Tom got to cook, which was the one thing he really wanted to do the most. So seeing Tom be able to cook, it all went really well. And uh, it was great seeing all those guys. He, you know, Tom's got a big group of friends. A lot of really good guys were there. And uh, got to see the Floyd and uh, McGregor fight, which kind of went the way that a lot of people thought it was going to. So really not much to say there. But it was a great time. Tom's bachelor party, and Tom's one of my loyal listeners, loyal retweeters and sharers, and uh, yeah, it was a great bachelor party. I'm glad it went the way it did. He was not in great shape Sunday when we returned. He, uh, The first thing he did getting out of the car was lay down on the ground, because uh, he had quite the weekend of staying up late and getting drunk, and it was funny because going into the bachelor party, we each drafted a couple guys and said, here's who we think is going to be the drunkest, the tired, the, the party pooper, whatever. And Tom thought pretty highly of himself. He's like, nah, I'm not going to get drunk. And, uh, oh, he did. He, uh, but that's what you're supposed to do on your bachelor party. He uh, he had a great time. Chris Heine was another guy that was there. Had a great time. 
everybody was there had an awesome time, but we, uh, uh, it was, it was phenomenal. I'm glad it went so well. And I got a busy month coming up. That was the kickoff of my busy September, you know, the, the end of August with that and the, the fancy football and then going right into Labor Day. This will be really, uh, a really interesting month for me. Last up I got this past week, uh, Ended up seeing the one concert I was looking forward to all summer. It was Matchbox 20 with Counting Crows. And it was phenomenal. I What I got to do is I got to share my Snap story on Facebook so everyone can see it. Maybe I'll put it on uh, Instagram, something like that. Because if you don't follow me on Snapchat, you're not going to see it. Because it was a hell of a, a, hell of a show. Uh, Matchbox 20, as everyone knows, was my first concert ever. I was really excited to get to see them again because they've had so much more music put out since the first time I saw them. And, you know, I know I was young and I, I, I held them to such a high pedestal because it was the first time I was gone. But I didn't, like, I didn't love them the first show like I thought I was, I was going to. Um, this one was a hell of a show, though. This one was amazing. Counting Crows were phenomenal. And, uh, and, Matchbox 20, Rob Thomas, they were all just just great. It, they played every hit you wanted to hear. They played, they, I mean, they, they had an encore that had bright lights, 3 a.m., long day. They started the show with Real World. It was, and they kept, they were engaging with the fans. They were shouting out to the guys in the rain because I was standing on the lawn in the rain. It was gross, but it was so worth it. $24 ticket, went by myself because uh, Owen, uh, we, we should have talked about this, I, he would have been really bummed, um, Owen didn't want to go in the rain, and I totally got that, but I just, you know, and I was leaving work, and I was like, you know what, the hell with it, I'll just go anyway, and it was great, so um, uh, that inspired me to do my top five this week, and uh, my, uh, my top five this week is live concert songs. Now, this can go a lot of different ways. Um, I'm only going to pick songs I have heard live in concert, right? So I think that's the fair way to go about this. So, uh, number five, I'm going to go with Recent Bias, uh, Long Day in the Encore by Matchbox 20 was awesome. They, it's it's kind of like, they have so many good songs, right? They have you know, Mad Season, they have 3AM, they have Real World. But Long Day was so great because they had such a long pause and break in there. And it just had everybody on their feet dancing around. It was great. Uh, it was really, really good. And, and I can't, like, I can't preach enough love for Matchbox 20. All right, my next favorite. We'll say this is number four. And I'm kind of going out of order here because this is tough to pick. But I'm just doing top five. I'm not doing it in any certain order. Number four, going with Yellow by Coldplay. Uh, it, this might be my number one, uh, but I've heard it a couple times now. Yellow by Coldplay is not their biggest song, but hearing it live is just just like a, it's so cool on the guitar. It's really something else. Uh, if you haven't seen Coldplay, I would I would check it out. I know a lot of people think it's not for them, but Coldplay puts on a hell of a show. They really do a lot with like the lights and Chris Martin's always like sprinting up and down like the, the platform. It's really they put on a hell of a show. So if you have a chance to see Coldplay, I would. 
that was one of the better shows I saw this summer. I saw a lot of people this summer. But uh, Yellow by Coldplay is definitely on there. Number three, going with Jungle Lamb by Bruce Springsteen. Now, this is a bit of a homer pick because it's my favorite song ever. But hearing him perform Jungle Land, it's kind of a cheat because it's nine, it's nine minutes long, right? It's a song that's nine minutes long. It's like three small songs packed into one big song. You got a great, yeah, you got a great saxophone solo. You've got great piano work. You have like slow parts of it. You have fast parts of it. You know, Jungle Land is a hell of a song. It's my favorite song of all time. Live, it's it's even better. I'm gonna double dip with Bruce, Bruce because my number two favorite song live is, uh, and I could go. I, I mean, I could go so many ways with this, but we're going Badlands. Badlands is it's right there with one of my favorite Bruce songs. Um, I I think it's. Uh, it's in my top five, It's it, but live is really something else. So I can go with Backstreets, go with Spirit in the Night. I can go a thousand different directions. It's almost like cheating, picking two Bruce songs, but I have to include two Bruce songs in here. So going with Badlands is my number two. And my number one, this might surprise some people. Uh, I've seen a lot of different shows. You know, I can include Counting Crows. You know, Mr. Jones is a lot of fun. could include more... Uh, more Coldplay. I, I really like the Coldplay show. You need you know, triple dip into Bruce Springsteen or go into another with Matchbox 20. There are a lot of different songs I could pick for this spot here. But for the number one, I'm going with, and this is going to surprise people, I'm going with Sweetest Thing by U2. Uh, I saw U2 back in 2011. My cousin Brian took me and it was, they were so good, they played all their hits, and I just remember Sweetest Thing really, or you know what, no, screw it, I'm going back to, going, going to the well. Um, <laughs> Paul McCartney, yeah, yeah, this is the right choice. Sorry, you 2 you're getting the bounce. You 2 is great live, don't get me wrong. They're phenomenal, and I would totally suggest to see them again. But number one song I've ever seen live was Live and Let Die by Paul McCartney at the 12-12-12 concert. Yep, that's the right answer. You know what? Because it can compete with all those Bruce songs. I've seen Bon Jovi. I've seen Billy Joel. I've seen a lot of great shows live. The number one song I've seen live, it could be Yellow. It could be a number of Bruce songs. But for argument's sake today, I'm going with Live and Let Die, Paul McCartney playing. Alicia Keys was there. Dave Grohl was there. Stones were there. Everyone was just like chilling. And, uh, man, the, the, they were great. And it took down the house. He had fireworks going. That's a fun song. It's a Bond song. Everyone likes James Bond. So, yeah, I'm going with that one. I think that's a good pick. So that's my top five for the week. Yeah, so that's it this week. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. I know this was not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, Game of Thrones is uh, is not every, – everyone's not a big fan of that. I know some of my most loyal listeners don't even watch the show, so – Unfortunately, you guys aren't going to be fully into the beginning of that episode. So, uh, but I appreciate everyone listening. Uh, really excited for the college football season. Really excited for my month of September where I got some fun things going on. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, this is the Jake Podcast. I talk about whatever I want to talk about. This is a bit of a rough draft type episode. Uh, I've been struggling with getting this stuff together for, uh, for iTunes, which has been a pain in the ass. Uh, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just like... 
I don't really understand the whole process. SoundCloud's been so easy, and, uh, and iTunes has been difficult. So I'm working on it. I know I'm going to get more fans the moment that I uh, get up on the iTunes. But for now, thank you all for being patient and uh, listening through SoundCloud. SoundCloud, I appreciate you uh, being able to host me. So, but again. Uh, next week, we will have the full NFL preview. I know I've been advertising it for quite some time. We are going to do it next week. Hopefully, I'll be able to get Zach Flaherty on. Uh, I know he's been doing an NFC East preview like every day this week. So, uh, we'll, I'll try to get him on. We'll do the final fantasy football update before the season starts. And then we're going to have a more of a consistent effort with that. And... Uh, and yeah, we'll talk about uh, the Browns game that I'm going to and a little uh, Labor Day update. So thank you again for everyone listening. God bless uh, everyone in Houston and, and down there in Texas that's dealing with this weather. If uh, anyone has a chance to donate, you should donate. Uh, that's the right thing to do right now. And, uh, and you know, any any amount is, is great. It seems like people are really getting in there and you don't want to be left out of that. So anyway, uh, thank you all for listening and I'll see you next week.